people are calling me Jared the whole time. I try to like avoid like at least the stuff that I produce from having people call me the wrong name. Like I guess other stuff. No, it's totally so cool. I no, 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 I'm just fucking. With you. <laughs> you look like this other kid that I know with the same name, Jared, mm. but Jared, right? Mm. And so, like, I, and again, association. I'm not great at mm-hmm. it. Make an effort, Rena. <laughs> yeah, yes. I mean, hey, not everybody can have a unique name like Rena. So, <laughs> what can I say? Jordan beats pretty common. <laughs> Oh, welcome, welcome, everyone, Thank to you. Sessions with Mary Jane. I'm Rena Ezra. And I'm Jordan Freed. And we are so delighted to have Sam Cap join us. Is Cap the short the stage name? Is there a longer last name? There's a longer last name. Are we recording already? We Should are. I? Yeah, we're recording. Sure are. Drop it. I don't know if I'll drop it for the humans. Oh, yeah. It's a longer you're, last name. Yeah, you you don't, don't that's do that. a sneak peek now. Now people will always be wondering and they'll never know. Yeah. You'll because never you don't know. want people to look you up. Yeah, you don't want people to find you unless you want them to. I don't know, y'all. I don't want you to look me up. Don't stalk me. Yes, yes. It's, that's right. Don't do that. It sucks because, like, I've been doing comedy now, like, nine and a half years. And, like, when I started. Like, maybe Jared Freed existed, but, like, I'm using my real name, and it's, like, now there's a Jared Freed, and there's also a Chris Freed, and it's just, like, (laughs) damn, like, at this point, I probably should just change my name to something crazy at this point, because uh, there is no name recognition anymore. Uh, Mm. At least you've uh, shortened your name to a fake name, and then when you shorten it to a fake (laughs) name, then all of a sudden, you can't overlap with other names, unless somebody else went to that name. I like how it rolls off the tongue, (laughs) Sim Cap. It's quick. Yeah. Short and Sorry. quick. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of people have the name because there's a lot of like Samuel Kaplan's out there, mm. and uh. they also go by Sam Cap. You know, um, it's, it's a shortened version of a lot of people's name, right? Like Colin Kaepernick goes by Cap as well. Like, mm. there's a lot of people who shorten their name to Cap. So, and unfortunately, if you try and like search me, you definitely find Colin Kaepernick stuff. Like, there's nothing about me. No one cares about me on Google. Oh um, darn it! So you've alienated a lot of your conservative crowd by uh, just going with that stage name. <laughs> uh, before we uh, get too far into this also... Yeah, yeah, your uh, challenge for today. You have to name whenever... This is, we just do this to have along, you know, with the podcast during our conversation. Shout out anytime. List as many vegan food brands as you can. And we will... <laughs> whenever you want. We have people who have different, you know, uh, numbers on their list for their different categories. So whatever you do, you'll be a winner. I love that I'll be a winner no matter what. Should I start going right now? Oh, it's your strategy, baby. You can, yeah, yeah, just to let the viewers at home know, like, Brendan's not here today, but Rena and I are especially excited about this episode because we could just talk vegan yeah. shit for, like, three hours straight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but go ahead. <laughs> We're not the people who shove it down people's throats, though. We just do it because we like it in our lifestyle, but <laughs> but I don't know about you, Sam. You could go ahead. I promise I'm a super cool vegan. I don't shove it down anyone's uh, throats or anything like that. Okay. I like, like you know, let people do what they want to do and then mm-hmm. do what I want to do. And, you yes. know, you judge my food. I don't judge your food. Yes. And do, am, I, am I doing – I need to know the rules. I'm like a bit of a type A. That's fine. I'm a bit of a type A stoner. So I need the rules. Are we doing 60-second time? What, what, what's it's happening? the full length of the podcast. So you decide when you want to end. You list as many as you want when you're done. Yeah, so our conversation podcasts usually go, you know, an hour. Um, and, of course, this is not, we're not doing an hour of listing things. Yeah, 
things. It just whenever it pops up in your head, because of course we want to ask about you and want to know more about you. So when that, that conversation, you know, we'll just, you know, be your train conductors and take you on your route. Um, but you can intervene, intercept whenever. Did that answer? <laughs> it's very fluid. It's yes. very, you know, there's not a lot of rules here. And that's it's weird. It's, jazz, it's weird it's to art. have it's weird to have a, a sessions with Mary Jane podcast and make it very stringent. You know what I'm saying? As a stoner, I do like my rules, though. Yeah, no, I get it. Definitely, not everyone likes their rules. So I'm like, tell me what to do, and I will do it. I'm such a sub. You know, I'm like, I've assisted. That's what I do. I'm like, tell me what to do. It's fine. I'm like ready to shout out brands that you. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Go for it. You go for it. Oh, I can do it now. Yeah. I see. You're gonna time me when I start going. No, no, it's, it's not, not a timing time. thing. It's, it's, just, not, it's literally you know like what? over the course of an hour. Because some people don't smoke weed. So this is like a hard task if they don't smoke weed. <laughs> I already love how this is starting. <laughs> we have so many <laughs> We got to get this out of the way. Let's get it clear, people. You can. It's not timed. It's just as many as you get on your list. It's, you know, quantity. So, not... Some people struggle with doing task tie. So we were like... Right? Let's give people a challenge, too, because that might be comedy. Uh, but you're probably going to be really good at this because you're a stoner extraordinaire. <laughs> Hopefully. But now I, like, did I jinx myself? Because I'm like, oh, I got this. And I'm like, oh, shit. All right, should we do this? Yes. Let's What's your first one? The people Let's who do work at dispensaries have been the best and have gotten the highest numbers. So it does. it is a correlation between That's how much true. high oh, you can I take. I see. <laughs> this is a numbers game. Yes. I just yes. the most doesn't matter what the most is no one else is listing off vegan items correct, just, correct. but i'm just trying to do the most the most it's a personal any, challenge it's an it's an open category oh yeah. i'm into the beautiful these are i'm gonna after we're done this i'm gonna write you down your process list of what this is i'm gonna send you back your game and be like okay here's how your game works tell people the rules we need the rules all right <laughs> that's helpful we appreciate it <laughs> You can tell I've been at work too long today. I'm like, okay, here's your feedback for the day. Uh, <laughs> review. <laughs> All right, I'm hitting you. Impossible, mm. beyond, tofuti. I always mm. say that one wrong. Daya, I'm going to say them all wrong. So far, uh, so, so far, so good, right? That's how I pronounce these. <laughs> oh, Daya, I guess that's how I say it. it right? So. It's, a, it's like a Zendaya. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. She should do a commercial for it. Right? Yo, yo. Where she lays on a pizza. <laughs> um, we've got Just Egg. We've got mm. Black Foods. We've got um, uh, Kite Hill. We've got... Wait, I'm going to keep going. I've got this. I know, you're going to give me 10 seconds till you, you buzz me out. All right. We okay, are back okay. from technical difficulties. <laughs> so you are on a good one two three four five six so you have seven so far that was a good streak but i was gonna ask a question before you continue because i know you had like one pop in your head but what was your introduction to a vegan lifestyle oh such a good question i went vegetarian first in college this was like 12 years ago long a long long time ago uh in maybe 2010 and i was very interested in taking it to the next level for veganism. But at that time, there weren't all of these lovely brands that we just listed off. There was Tofuti, there was Daya, the hardest two to say. <laughs> <laughs> I think I nailed them. 
Um, but they weren't that good. Their formulas were different back then, and they're not even like the, the best now, right? Like the day of cheese isn't always the best. The tofuti cream cheese is their best, whatever. Their sour cream is fire. Mm. But back then, mm-hmm. wasn't really options. There weren't restaurants all over the place. There wasn't an impossible Whopper at Burger King. So it was much harder to do veganism. And I was interested in trying to learn how to do it, but I, I didn't at the time know how to cook for myself. So mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing available to buy. I lived in Pittsburgh at the time for college and there was like even less vegan options than I have now in Philadelphia, right? Like, or than we would have had in Philadelphia at that time. Right. And so very, and, um, I had a, a friend at the time who was a really good cook and a really good baker and she knew all the, the vegan tricks. And I said mm-hmm. to her, like, I want to learn how to, like, bake and cook and do all these things, but I want to do it vegan. And she's like, oh, it's so easy. Like, there's vegan butter and there's vegan milk. And, you know, you can make a flax egg to replace it. And I was like, I don't know where to get any of those things. And she's like, I'll drive you to Trader Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> then, nice. uh, wow, that's so helpful. What a great friend. Right. Because it's true. It's hard if you don't know, if you don't have the resources and you don't know the locations to buy this stuff. Because <laughs> now, yeah, ShopRite carries it. Um, They have, there's a new grocery store opened by us called Mom. What is it? Mom. Mom's Organic Market or something like that. Yes, we, have we haven't been there yet, so I'm very excited to see. I'm very excited to yeah. check it out. <clears throat> it's also, fun- oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, uh, we were just celebrating uh, one of my friend's weddings over the uh, past weekend, and he, like, got me started on my veganism by being like, oh, like, this place Pizza Delicious has a vegan pizza, and it's like, it's it's just as good as normal pizza, and I was like, wow, like, if I could eat a vegan pizza, then it's like, I could be a vegan now. <laughs> I needed to be shown the way. Or the things that's yeah. the wings is definitely, if you could find a good wings imitation or replacement, then that's like, um, did you grow up in Philly? Yes, I, I did. I'm like Philly. A lot of people like to claim that they're from Philly. And then when you inquire further, uh-huh. they're from a suburb an hour away. <laughs> and I hate those people. <laughs> So much because I am a true Philadelphian. I born, was born and raised here in the Northeast Philly. I went through public school here. I like to say that because again, that's what makes you a true Philadelphian. People like to claim it, and then I'm like, oh, what high school did you go to? And they're like, well, I like moved out for high school. I went to like a suburb. I'm like, mm, you're not really. <laughs> How was it? How was it growing up? Do you have any siblings, or is it just you? Siblings, yeah. Are you going to steal my identity after this? <laughs> yeah, give me your social. No, are you the, yeah, I just want, I'm interested in the dynamic. I want to know what's your household like. <laughs> yeah, I've got siblings. Um, I'm an auntie, you know. Oh. Yeah. Um, That's fun. Yeah, I've got like a huge family all over this area in the Northeast Philly, outside of Philly, that sort of stuff. But we're like Philly through and through. Um, Sweet. Like, cool. I live up in that sort of like North Philly area and, um. Like, my grandmothers were both from, like, the same area, like, born right up here. And wow. And Great Mansion and stuff like that. And she is so Philly. She is wearing a John sweatshirt right now, J-A-W-N, as we nice. as we speak. For the people at home who, who don't get to view her on the FaceTime. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you the only plant-based person in your family? Oh, yes. I 
am definitely the only plant-based person in my family. There's a few vegetarians, like randomly vegetarians here or there. They're mm. like actively vegetarian. And um, I'm the only one. My family is definitely, they've, you know, they've bought into it now. They get it. They know I'm not going back, you know. My, my mother told me that, like, one of her friends commented to her recently, like, oh, is your daughter, like, done her vegan phase? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, my gosh, they always think it's a phase, yeah. And for my some mom offended but... me. She was like, oh, she's done it for, like, over a decade. She's, it's not a phase. Like, she just went, no, boom, not yeah. a phase. Yeah. Nice. Wait, so what do you, what is Thanksgiving like? Do you have to prep your own stuff and bring in is your family like all right we'll work with you or they're like make it a struggle <laughs> what is the deal here you know it's so funny that you ask because prior to the pandemic we had a really good system going on where my mother cooked thanksgiving for her whole family and she would veganize like all of her sides for me mm. she would like and Sometimes she would, like, make it for everyone vegan. Sometimes she would just, like, set aside a special little portion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we get that, yeah. <laughs> like, a little portion, like, not a little, so, like, you know, two little servings, right? So I had leftovers, right? She gave me, <laughs> you know, a portion of, like, mashed potatoes, stuffing, whatever, every every little thing. She made it super sweet. And then, um, and then it was kind of perfect. It's also funny that you asked that because my family just did a like Thanksgiving in February last night. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is this traditional? Is this a usual thing? What it was the reason? Not traditional. It was like so random. Um, it was like just, it was because post pandemic, my mother was like, I'm not cooking Thanksgiving dinner anymore. She mm. was like, I'm over it. She was like, not doing it during the pandemic was super nice. She was like, that was a lovely break. She was like, I stand on my feet oh, for three days. She's like, my back hurts. My neck hurts. Nobody says thank you. She's like, I'm done. That's she's fair. Over. That's fair. So she said, no mas. And she's not making us Thanksgiving anymore, I guess, except for last night. <laughs> <laughs> she used to do it for like 30 people. So she doesn't want to do that anymore. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So then we did like something different with a different family member. And it was, it was a, a, a different type of Thanksgiving. Um, it turns into like a pop quiz. You don't know when it's coming. Thanksgiving could be May this year. <laughs> yeah, now our new tradition, right? We'll be like, I guess we'll have like a small family Thanksgiving. Maybe you started a trend. You could have totally later. started a trend. Yeah. It's a thing. It's <laughs> Yeah, claim it and it shall be. Yeah. <laughs> Thanksgiving in February. It's like Christmas in July, but better. <laughs> Love it, love it. What What did you go to school for? Did you go to Pitt? Where did you go? I did. I went to Pitt. Yeah, I did. I went to school for sociology. Nice. Ooh. Got a certificate in American Sign Language. Ooh. Whoa. Do, do you remember it? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's very useful because everybody listens to their music too loud. It's loud. so useful for an audio <laughs> podcast. I'm going to be very sad when my hearing goes when I'm like 50. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, yeah, I know. I always because I like love EDM music. I've been like so many concerts and I'm just like, oh yeah, my my eardrums are definitely shot. I mean, in the past two years I haven't gone anywhere, so I'm like maybe they're finally getting better, but it doesn't seem like it. So mm, yo, EDM. Hmm. Love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and all kinds of concerts. I'm like hippie dippy, like I was like old school deadhead festival mm. babe back in the day and then sort of transitioned to like a lot of like uh EDM stuff in recent years, but I'm still a 
that had a hippie girl at heart. You were uh, also in Mac Miller's Pittsburgh as well. Yeah. You went there in probably the peak of Mac Miller. I guess I did, but oh, I guess it was also like Wiz Khalifa, so I don't know if well, it was Mac Miller too, where they, if they were doing their thing at the same time, but it was Wiz. Wow. Everything was Wiz because wow. he had just black mm. and yellow while I was in college. Yeah. And, um, and, and everyone in Pittsburgh, you know, it was very small town, and everyone in Pittsburgh would like, claim that they knew Wiz like oh Wiz and I went to high school together <laughs> me and Wiz used to work at ShopRite together what is his real name I don't remember <laughs> yeah let's dox Wiz Khalifa <laughs> it's on his Wikipedia right, yeah, I don't know I'm not claiming to have been his best friend but yeah people and then, like people always claim they knew any celebrity like at that time too it was um I'm like a big RuPaul's Drag Race fan so at that time it was like season four of RuPaul's Drag Race, which Sharon Needles was the winner, and she's from Pittsburgh. Uh, and, like, uh, Alaska Thunderfuck was on, you know, very well-known now, but wasn't well-known at the time, and then was on, you know, season five or six or whatever later, um, you know, was, like, still performing locally, like, all the time. And everyone be like, I know Sharon Needles. We used to work at Party to City together. Like That clout. His real <laughs> name is Cameron Jabil, uh, Jabil. Jibril Thomas with a Z, by the way. This is his name. In case people who are listening, they're like, I really need to know when I'm driving. And I- All right, we're, we're back. Anyway, Wiz Khalifa. No, anyway, RuPaul. <laughs> All of those people. All of those yeah, people. Everyone knew everyone back in the day, right? Everyone was like, I like, I know Wiz, I know Sharon, I know Alaska, we're BFF, like, blah, blah, blah. And nobody knew them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What would you say um, growing up in Philly are the main cultural things that shaped you and your comedy? Oh, I know a it's a very question. vague question, but. <laughs> no, it's a good question. I mean, growing up in Philly, I think is really unique. For sure. Uh, other places, anytime you grow up in a major city, it's like a unique experience. Yes. That's very fun. Most people experience growing up in a rural area or suburb or wherever. I don't know where else people live. <laughs> That's how Philly I am. <laughs> but yeah, very unique experience, and it gave me a lot of perspective on thing on things. And there was so much culture that we got to be grateful for. You know, when I went to college, everyone I went to college with sort of had the same same sort of story of, oh, I'm from a small town in mm. the Mediterranean mm-hmm. and what I grew up around was Christian and conservative and white. And this is what our lives were like. Yeah. And not what I grew up with at all, um, which I was lucky, you know, um, to grow up in Philly. I also went to middle school at a, at a magnet school that was like downtown in Philly. So I got to, as a kid from like 10 to 13, travel from the northeast philly like an hour into the city like on the buses and the l yeah yeah and go all the way down to the city like 17th and spring garden and then i got to get such a unique experience of the city life of the culture that it has to offer and of really what is is different about philly than other places yes absolutely Absolutely. Absolutely. So when did you start doing comedy and how long have you been doing comedy for? I started comedy in 
Recharging. I haven't uh, retired because you know no one hired me, so I don't need to. <laughs> I don't need to put in a two weeks notice. Yeah. But I'm just focusing on other areas of life right now. Comedy takes up so much of your life and so much of your energy and everything that you're doing. Sure it does, yeah. Um. So I, I sort of took a lot of the things I've learned from comedy, and again, not. Not never doing comedy again. Still going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. The pause. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've sort of taken a lot of stuff that I've learned from having done comedy. And I'm now transforming that into other things, right? So, like, I'm doing, um, like, trivia events that I produce. Mm. And, like, fun stuff like that that's sort of different. Because in addition to doing stand-up comedy, I was doing... Uh, the production of the show. So I was producing a ton of my shows all over the city for the last like two, three years. And that's something I take like so much pride and passion. And I absolutely love producing shows. I think it's so much fun and and brings another level of, uh, business aspect to the creative comedy world. Yes. Yes, definitely. Also very unusual for, I mean, we, we've spoken to another comedian doing, uh, comedy where a bulk of it is during this unusual time during a pandemic. So you having a different, like venturing into it in a very uh, unique time period. But all, <laughs> I just, <laughs> just knowing you for already this short period of time, I feel like you definitely would be a great game show host. Like, you know, producing your own, I feel like you do have that personality where it is <laughs> like total sense of humor, comedic, but very fun to watch and enjoyable. And it could be whatever. The show could literally be whatever. But you have, I just, yeah, it's just the way you carry yourself. Yeah. Thank you. You see me. You, <laughs> thank you. You know, it's actually been like a secret dream of mine to be a game show host. Like, there's certain things that I'm like, I would only want my comedy career to take me to like two places. One is like a game show host. <laughs> two is like a guest judge on RuPaul's Drag Race. Like that's right. That's just the best. They just they must have the best time. People who are in either of those categories. Right. It, yeah. Exactly. I want to have fun. Like, I don't know if you watch Supermarket Sweep with Leslie Nope. Obsessed. I do not. <laughs> I will put on my list. No. And I said Leslie No, but I meant Leslie Jones in my brain. <laughs> but I, yeah, I didn't even register that. <laughs> Wait, isn't that Parks and Rec? Yeah. I'll bring the vibe down for a minute. Parks and Rec. I had COVID last month and it gave me brain fog. And, and now I keep mixing Ooh. up names of things a month later still. Is that crazy, you guys? Wait, how long did you? Oh, my God. I'm <laughs> so sorry to hear that. That's... No, I'm just letting you know because it's crazy. Anyone who has it out there, yo, the brain fog, that shit is fucking real. That Because, like, I'm a stoner. So, like, I know what brain fog feels like. And I am usually on point, okay? Yeah. As a, I'm type A. I'm really on, on, on point usually. And then it's been like a month now. My brain is still like slow to process things and like catching up on things and like mixing up words and not able to like bring up a word that I want. It's so weird. Anyway, oh, man. So, yeah, please just know. Please just know. I'll, I won't make any more puns. But please just know. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I will never do that again. But please just know. Don't apologize. Also because I'm dumb and a stoner. But it's, it's, I, 
for one reason is the COVID brain fog. And then two, three is stupid stoner. <laughs> but the COVID thing is a very, yeah, that's just a very real thing that people don't, we right. don't even know how long lasting the effects are. Yeah. Anyway. So I'm going to mix up names. Don't judge me. Yeah, don't judge your Jared. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You you said you're a stupid stoner, but uh, you're actually a very smart stoner. You have a lot of experience in the cannabis industry, Mm. the marijuana industry, whatever we're going to talk about it as. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about your experience in it? Especially like you've been around it a long time. Uh, from what I remember us talking one time outside of a show. Yes, and thank you for, in a nice way, calling me old. I appreciate that. <laughs> you do. It's all relative. Yeah. yeah. You're, you've worked in the industry longer than we've even smoked pot. Um, yeah, totally. Well, I, that's, I, that's not true. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> for some people, um, for sure for some people, depending on how old they are. Um, because anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not that old. No, I'm you not... seem super young. Oh, stop. Oh Thank you. No, say it again. Keep going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate it. you you guys are super awesome. And obviously I love to tease and kid, but in all seriousness to talk about my favorite subject, that is the most serious subject, cannabis. Um, yeah, I've worked in the cannabis industry for about a decade, which is a long time to work in the cannabis industry in Pennsylvania. Mm. We've only had PA MMJ for uh, maybe about four years now. But prior to working in the medical marijuana industry, which I work in now, uh, I worked at Head Chef at the manager, social media manager, store purchaser, all of that stuff. So I worked at two different head shops, Artifacts and Munchies. Um, folks might be familiar with either one. Artifacts is in the Northeast. It's like one of the first head shops that was in the city of Philadelphia, along with Wonderland. And Munchies was a really nice high-end glass shop on South Street. I was the manager there for like five years. Um, and so working in that industry back in that, in those days was funny because when I first started in 2012, it was a totally different world. Like both stores were so nervous to like get busted that they like didn't have websites or social media presence. Oh, wow. Mm, Yeah. It's like a speakeasy. So underground. (laughs) Back in my day. Yeah. We only (laughs) exist by word of mouth. (laughs) Literally, you couldn't, like, you didn't even know what to Google back then, you know? You were just bong shop, and, like, it didn't come up, you (laughs) You didn't know what to ask for. You had, someone had to tell you, oh, yeah, man, there's this head shop. And it's funny you say underground, because Artifacts literally was underground, like, in a basement. (laughs) Mm. You, like, walked down into a basement. How Um, appropriate. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, that was like such a different world back then, you know, the stores even back then were still, you know, at risk of getting like raided, you know, now the industries are so much more open. Um, There's still a lot of legal issues and barriers that the industries face, you know, um, not in the work that I do, but in, let's say, dispensary work, for example, you know, there's this whole issue with cash, right? where, you know, it's because it's federally illegal, these businesses are not able to use credit cards Mm. or credit processing systems because it's flagged as illegal products and they're not able to use them. It's a whole cash. It's a huge issue, right? Um, All across the board in every cannabis industry, right? Even 
websites and softwares and programs like Square will like boot off legal industries, CBD shops, whatever, because they looks like they're selling weed, quote unquote, which mm-hmm. I, I don't, <laughs> we don't use those terms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it's, uh, anyway, all of that to say, it's been a very interesting journey to sort of see how the cannabis industry all over the country has changed, how many states have legalized You know, in the last few years, I never thought we would see Pennsylvania medical marijuana. That was just like, never thought it was going to happen. I was like, if I ever want to work in the, you know, legal industry, I'll have to move west. I'll have to move somewhere else. Um, So now I work as a doctor's assistant for a practice that certifies patients for their medical marijuana cards. Hmm. Okay. Wow. So uh, maybe, maybe we, should we include a link in our bio of that? Is that something you do? Yeah. (laughs) For sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah. And uh, that's like only for folks who live in PA. So unfortunately, we don't do any any folks who live in Jersey or any other legal, uh, you know, medical states like that. Not yet, though. We're looking into getting into New York and maybe New Jersey at some point. Mm. Mm. Okay. But, Expansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, we're like a really small practice here in Pennsylvania. It's called the MMJ Advocate Doc. Um, and it's an all like women run practice. So it's Ooh. me for women doctors. So really badass. I love that. That sounds like it. Wow. How is it? So you've, you've, uh, can you talk a little bit about the differences working for men in the industry versus women in the industry? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Such a big difference. Uh, (laughs) Well, some differences are small. No, I'm just sorry. That was a terrible (laughs) dick joke. (laughs) Joke. Reminds me of doing comedy. (laughs) Brings me back. Um, Yeah, no, you're, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, back, you know, back, back, back in the day, it was like (laughs) no women in the industry. I'd go to shows and it would be 90% dudes and, you know, 10% women. And, uh, you know, you'd go to any head shop and it would be all men in the head shop. And it was intimidating for women, which is why, when I was the manager at the store I worked at, people loved coming in and talking to me. I got like so much, you know, feedback from women who would come in and say, oh, I'm so glad you're here. I hate going into the other stores. The guys treat me like shit. They talk to me like I'm dumb. They make me feel bad about not knowing everything. And it's not comfortable. And it's like a bro space and fest. And it's not like made for us. And of course, I always made everyone feel really comfortable, but especially the women, you know, fuck the white dudes. I just, you know, <laughs> they were our bread and butter. I was super nice. Only <laughs> 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 so I could take their money. Um, <laughs> so I could get their jobs. But um, yeah, I mean, it was just very different. And even being a woman working in the industry, like in the head shop world, people did not respect me. You know, people would come in and be like, where's the manager you know and he'd be like mm. oh, I'm there. and they'd be like oh you know and they just like didn't want to talk to me as if because I had a, you know can we can we say breasts and vagina as a yes. <laughs> program yes first right I've already cursed I think yes uh, I don't remember, but um it's yeah. allowed <laughs> you know it's sort of like uh because I have you know tits they were like oh you obviously don't know anything about getting high how could you even have ever smoked pot have you even heard of cannabis you mm. know it was very much that. And like, obviously at that point I had worked in the industry for so many years and I was quite knowledgeable on, you know, I always tell people like, I am not a cannabis specific expert. I am an expert in a couple of things. Like I'm an expert in like how to use your cannabis. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know? true. Like, cannabis, like, I'm not going to be like, and here's how you grow it. Like, I don't know how to grow it. I don't know how to do, that's not my, I don't know anything about that. It means nothing to me. It's not my world. Um, but like, what mm-hmm. I have an like, oh, you want to figure out how to like use your products better and like not waste your money on your cannabis or your concentrates and like not hurt your throat, not cough, you know, keep it clean, all these things. Like that's sort of where my like expertise lies, which is kind of a fun and weird specific area of expertise. Definitely. No, also, because just like any other industry, you specialize in different regions. There are different areas of you know, just like as if like different departments of a store, um, which do they have? Mm, should write this down so no one steals the idea. But you know, like a <laughs> like a um, a show, kind of like oh gosh, what is the now I'm blanking on my name or something like Parks and Rec, right? But let's say it's just a bunch of women working at a cannabis shop. Or it could be a dispensary, or it could be a medical. You know what I'm saying? Is there a show like that? Well, Weeds was Moms, right? I think. What that, was it? That was an illegal, illegal situation. Weeds? I don't know. I, I don't really know the Wait, show. No, I don't. Did I... you see Disjointed? No. What is... Disjointed? No. Now okay. I need to be educated. Our, your stoner cards are being removed. <gasps> Rescinded. Where, where, where is this? What is this? It had two seasons. It's not coming back. It was. It ended. It had two seasons on Netflix. It was with. And now I'm going to mess up everyone's name. So bear with me, bitches. <laughs> I'm also notorious for that. COVID or not, um, it had Kathy Bates of it um, as the star, and I think she was the only like main um, person um, to. I love tone- Kathy. Am I mixing him up with someone? I might be mixing him on up on Netflix. It, it, when it did this re- come out? 2018 19 maybe they run a dispensary it's like about you know about them running a dispensary and it's sort of filmed in like a weird way that takes a minute to get used i think it's filmed in like sort of like a fake studio audience type way okay (laughs) you know or maybe there's a real studio i don't really know is there a laugh track i think there's like a laugh track and it's kind of like jarring right because like when's the last heard a laugh track right <laughs> yeah. i don't um, know when is and that? also like they did they def don't eat it i think there's laughter although listen i watch a lot of stuff so like don't take my word for that besides the laugh track and the sort of studio audience bright lights sitcom feel yeah it's really funny and really well done and um just has a lot of unique perspectives of the cannabis industry did this get a lot of press did it get why do i feel like this is so hidden how how could we have possibly missed this i i don't know oh you know the other people who are in it now i'm 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 remembering the names are all coming back to me the other people who are in it are chris red and betsy sidero so chris red i love chris red yeah he's on snl so like super funny people i dressed up as them last year for halloween oh Um, (laughs) that's fun (laughs) But yeah, they're, it's just a really funny show. And if you, like, you especially have working, like, yourselves in, you know, in a cannabis space, like, doing this sort of cannabis podcast and everything else that you do, like, you're, you're going to find it really funny because it's us. It's us in our world and everything that we experience. That sounds day. fabulous. Yeah, I'm trying to watch more, like, insider stoner humor. Like, I'm tired of all of this, like... Oh, I'm so fucking high. Like, oh, it's so funny that we got really high and did something stupid. Like, I want to like watch comedy and like films that are like actually like the stoner experience. Yeah, well, I'm so disappointed in myself. 
Yeah. <laughs> One thing I leave from this podcast is shame. Um, <laughs> great. Behind. What what is the uh, highest you've ever been? Ooh, Ooh wow! And ha- a- have you been super high on the job? On every job, yeah. On every job I've ever had. But to sure. the point where it was like unmanageable, where you're just like, oh no, panic attack. <laughs> You know, I don't get that way. I wish I could. I wish I what? would. Why would you ever wish that? I wish I could get to that level. The last time I got to like a level where I was uncomfortable was about nine months ago. No, six months ago, whatever. And I made edible. Someone had given me um, oil. It's and always I, an edible. Always an edible. And I made, um, I because I had used it and I thought, oh, it's cute. You know, I, I tried it. So I used like the same amount I thought, whatever, who knows. And I put a little bit, I was making tacos. So I made medicated tacos. Cause I like to make weird shit, you know, like fuck a brownie. Don't, don't hand me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Brownie is going to be shit. And guess what? I tried it 15 years ago and I hated it. Then. <laughs> anyway. Um, the brownie does not evolve. It stops. It's over. Yeah. Like, can we just stop doing that? Like, make anything up. Make a blondie. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Mm, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Goddamn brownie. I'm down for a good blondie. Yeah. So I like to make savory things with cannabis yeah. butter. You know, keep it weird and stuff. So yeah. um, so I made these tacos. And so I put it in my, like, taco mix. And so, you know, I eat these tacos. And all of a sudden, I get, obviously, like, just higher than I'm, I'm I'm by myself and I'm just here alone thinking I can handle it because as I said I never get too high you know mm-hmm. like I hold it every day like mm-hmm. I didn't think there was that level um and all of a sudden you know the walls are breathing and I'm like oh fuck I'm about to start hallucinating yeah <laughs> I know what's about to happen yeah <laughs> but I was fine someone I, I got through it I survived but that's the last time I think I felt like super super litty where I was like oh god this is overwhelming mm. What did you do for yourself? How did you calm yourself? Ooh, I posted about it on my social media. (laughs) A bunch, and I laid in bed, and I just laid in bed and stared at the ceiling and posted. And then a bunch of people commented, and I was like, oh, thank God. And, um, And a bunch of people, like, just sort of messaged me, and I was like, then I was talking to all my friends. And one of my friends from college was like, when's the last time you felt that way? You know, like, like, enjoy it, right? Like, don't be overwhelmed. You're not gonna like trip balls like you're yeah fine. yeah like just have fun with it and then take in that feeling and I was like all right man like you're right <laughs> that is super chill that they yeah. all yeah checked in on you made sure you were good uh, yeah make sure you're okay also do you think it's because you're type a and you do feel like you have to have some sort of control when you are in a different state of mind Cause that's what happens to me. So that's when like, yeah, instead of it, cause it's like, it's already hitting you. It's, it's like happening. You, or your only option is to go through it. <laughs> so, right. Like that's the thing. Anytime I would trip on any drug and I'm just like, but I want to like, uh, steer it the other way or understand why is this happening? Blah, blah, blah. And that makes it worse. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You can't steer it. You can't navigate it. At that point, you just have to accept what's happening and, and mentally get yourself prepared before it's too late. Yes, yes. I've definitely tripped a bunch in my life, so I, like, know how all of that works. And I was like, all right, I'm not mentally prepared for this, but I know I'm yeah. not going to, like, have a 12-hour, you know, acid trip right now. It's not like that. I was Ooh, like, oh. I want to know about that story. 
Oh, which one? I mean, <laughs> old deadhead hippie here. Yeah, so. true, right? Yeah, that's true. You said that in the You're not an old deadhead hippie. An old deadhead hippie is like... 70 like I, okay. I hang out with those people at like all the dead shows her, that are like the cover band. her generation of it her version you know we know what we you know with that no no but she's not old like the dead were like like if you followed the right. dead you're very old now you I know because like my dad is an old deadhead hippie he's yeah. got like an old oxamoxo a skull tattoo like he is OG he's the OG yeah hippie. yeah yes I'm a young deadhead hippie kind of compared to them I'm a middle mid grade yeah. I don't know whatever but then when you're <laughs> your dad's age you'll then be the old deadhead hippie oh, that'd be, and they'll be like oh you probably saw them you know weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Although, like, I guess, like, you know, Jerry died in what, like, 93? I was born in 90. Oh, no. I just said it was, if you can do the math, good luck, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because I was reading, it's also on my mind because I just finished reading um, the uh, yearbook by Seth Rogen. And he talks about, obviously, weed culture, him being on it, and then also his acid and shroom stories. So then where he's like, there was one thing in his book where it's like shrooms, you're the, or one of his friends said shrooms, you're the passenger, but acid, you're the driver. And I was like, oh, I was like, that's so true. That's so true. Yeah. It's true. true. I haven't tripped in a few years. It's definitely been a minute. Um, But yeah, I've got, I mean, wow. I've got many a tripping story, whatever you want. I've got it for you. Well, what was your first time? Oh, my my very first time doing acid yeah oh I was like my first time tripping because that was like robo tripping on Robitussin in high school so whoa what is what like that's like law that was like my first trip purposely or accidentally you you never did that in high school no you guys had acid like on the ready you know like we didn't have that shit back in my day listen we had Robitussin that we stole from CVS you know and then you never heard of robo tripping? No. No, never heard of that. What is robo No, yeah, explain. What is you this? You take, I forget what the chemical is in there that makes you trip, but whatever it is. What does it come as? The form, what do like you? A, a pill you swallow, like being, you swallow an entire bottle of pills. <laughs> what? what? Okay. All right, and continue. Then, yeah. <laughs> I'm so dumb and I'm so glad I survived because I, you all, like, if you have six more hours, I'll tell you all my tripping stories. But anyway, I'm just kidding. That was, um, that was a really interesting one. You know, um, I definitely felt like my body, like we couldn't walk and our bodies felt weird and heavy and they call it like robo tripping because it's a robo tussin, but then also you sort of like feel like a robot. I don't know. It was so robotic or you feel like you're walking robotic. Yeah. Um, I did. Who knows if that's what everyone else feels, but um, were you inside your house or you were outside? Like I was in someone else's house. So like, what did you take from that journey? Nothing. Like tripping is weird. My body felt weird. And like, I felt like a fucking robot. Like, you know how like when like they show like tripping, like you were saying how they never have accurate depictions of like Mm. stoner culture and this thing, you know, it's hard for them to depict what a real trip is like, True. right? Yeah. Because everyone's trip is different and blah, 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 blah. There's yeah. certain, you know, things we all see. Like some people see the walls breathing. That's common, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, beyond that, obviously it's quite personal in, in what we feel and how we experience what we think we're feeling and seeing and all these things. Yes. 
But um, I would just like to say for the record, since we're on a podcast, that um, I was microdosing before Joe Rogan said anything about it. <laughs> wow, look at you, the OG. Uh, <laughs> would like to state for the record before this conversation goes any further. Um, and I, I actually learned about microdosing from um, uh, an awesome OG deadhead that I know. Her name is Grateful Fred. I always shout her out on podcasts because like, she's the coolest lady in the world. And, um, yeah, she's that Joe. Yeah, exactly. What do you know, Joe? Grateful Fred invented this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Grateful Fred invented this, but back in the day when we would go to festivals and stuff, I would, I would always tell, I was, you know, always be nervous to trip because I would sort of feel overwhelmed sometimes because of my anxiety. And so I told this to Grateful Fred one time and she's like, Oh, like, you know, people take too much when they trip. Like you shouldn't be taking one, you know, one hit, well, mm. two times. So, she's like, yeah. Taking like a quarter, a quarter tab, a half a tab. Good advice. Yeah. I said, she said, she's like, that's what I do every time. She says, and look at me, I have the most fun. I'm not overwhelmed. I'm in control. And I went, oh, and that's what I did for the rest of my tripping experience was like taking a little quarter hit, a half a hit and still having the experience. I'm also a short person, you know, I'm five feet tall. So same, same. (laughs) Yes. Like, it really does make a difference, yes. right? Like, if you're sharing what you're going to take at five feet tall, you know, versus someone who is maybe six feet tall, six foot five, like, it's a huge difference in just, like, body mass and weight and size and, and, and tolerance and metabolism, all of these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, we can't just, I think the biggest mistake a lot of people make is saying, like, oh, just take, just take a hit, take two hits, take, <clears throat> yeah. you know, take an eighth of mushrooms, take two eighths of mushrooms, you know? you don't need that much, Mm -hmm. you know, you're first doing it. It could be really overwhelming. Yeah. Even if it's the second or third time you're doing it. I mean, if your goal is to have, it's also mindset. If you want to go in positive, have an enjoyable time, then people, yeah, who do have the horrific nightmare story deters them from ever doing it again. And it's just like you based off of that's how your mind learns, like based it off of past experience. So, yeah. yeah, it's wild how much like going a little bit over an eighth of shrooms like mm-hmm. fucked me up compared to just like, oh, this whole bag of like chocolate cones is an eighth altogether. And there are six of them. So you could take one of these, see how you feel and then take another. And it was just the most magical experience at a concert as opposed to like a nightmare experience just by going this much over what people say is like, yeah. OK, yeah, yeah. but it's fascinating though, because like mushroom, it just grows out of the ground, <laughs> and, yeah. and it can do some wild things. Also, like reading a lot of the mushroom stuff, uh, something they talk about a lot, like evolutionarily, is just like the fact that like psychedelics, people forget about where they got it and like what happened to them. And like when I was in a really bad trip, like all of a sudden I was just like, "How did I get these shrooms? Like, what's making me feel this way? Like, why am I, why am I feeling this way?" And I'm just like, "Oh, but I got shrooms, but are they bad shrooms?" And I'm just like, "But how could they have bad shrooms? Like, they just have the only shrooms, you know?" And then like you go down the wormhole, and it's just like, "Oh boy, did he go yeah. down the wormhole?" Yeah. Yeah. Nah. I thought he was in hell. I was in yeah. a bad Grateful Dead song. Oh my god. <laughs> hell in a handbasket. Yeah. It's- uh, hell in a bucket yeah it's uh it's hard it's really scary and overwhelming especially if you're not ready for it you know and we think with acid too like oh i'm taking one hit one tab of this paper 
it's fucking paper. People don't understand how it's made. I'm sure you all understand, but you know, we're, it's not a, not an exact science. You know, people are taking yes, yeah, liquid yeah. acid in mm-hmm. a dropper and they're just like pouring it on paper mm-hmm. and letting it absorb. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's pretty hit or, hit or miss. It can be, you know, a lot in one, a little bit in another. It's not really this. And you know, if someone, if their lines aren't exactly perfect in their little gridded sheet or whatever, like, you know, it's not really, so you, in that sense too, it's kind of smart to just do less. My, my thing about everything is, um, you can always do more, but you can never do less. That is right. 100%. That's a lesson to everybody in the, in the world. <laughs> We're learning some great stuff to live by Jeff, here. Jeff people. Bezos, take notes. <laughs> for real. That's why for many years, partying that's my drug advice my pot advice is like you can always do another dab you can always do a third dab you can't go back if you take too big a dab yeah yeah that's also just yeah with your like mental health also like it takes a long way to get back from like putting yourself in a bad headspace but like if you're always trying to say like kind of like neutral at a lot of times, then it's harder, I think, to like get yourself to these massive peaks and valleys because you're just like, oh, well, like every day I'm not going to take this too much. I'm just going to be like, I am here. I'm going to go one day at a time as opposed to, oh, my gosh, the last seven weeks have been the worst seven weeks of my life. (laughs) And it's all falling in on me right now. And there's no way out of it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Have you, it's just mindset. You have to be also like acids 12 hours. Like to come, I mean, it's long, like, <laughs> which I, I, yeah, I, I enjoyed acid. I really enjoyed acid, but you're right. We got to do it right. Um, I am just going to swing in here. Remind <laughs> you that, uh, I mean, if there is any vegan brand food brand you want to add to your list, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Follow your heart. Good one. Um, and then the, the other one that's hard to pronounce, Miyoko's. Oh, yeah. At that one, we probably have some. You have wrong. to just put on an offensive Greek accent. <laughs> I'm always failing at that one. Um, uh, Pamela's. Mm. Uh, Hugh Chocolates. That's all I got right now. That's nice. good. I get to at eleven. So, what are the uh, what are the best vegan spots in uh, Philly? Ooh, yes. Ooh, okay. My number one vegan spot in Philly, which you've been to, uh, the is, goat <laughs> is Monster Vegan. I'm obsessed with Monster Vegan. Their food is so fucking good. They have this just absolute delicious like vegan chicken. It's made from tofu, so it's made from goodness. And I swear you would never know it's made from tofu. All of their food is just so fire. What kind of cuisine is it? They have like, it's like American Italian. So they have like pasta dishes. They've got like sandwiches. That's good. It's absolutely delicious. Fries, vegan mac and cheese balls. Everything's vegan. Mm. It's so delicious. Like truly one of the best places that popped up in the last couple of years. And, um, people are, are sleeping on it if they haven't tried it. Cause it's some of the, the most amazing vegan food I've ever had. No, it was really tasty when I went there for this show. So yeah. RIP to V street. Yeah. RIP V street. Veg is still around. Veg is great. Um, Charlie was a sinner's great. Bar bon bon, you know, all of those are like super lovely. 
Um, there's like a few places that are like omni places, but yeah, those are some of, you know, some of the best vegan spots in my opinion. It's definitely a good vegan city. Definitely a good, like young people city. I know you keep saying you're old, but they, I'm just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but they're like, it is the type of place where you could have a live comedy audience every night. Like you can see live music every night. You can see a drag show every night. You can see whatever you want to see any night. And, uh, I think that breeds a lot of good art and a lot of good food and cool people who are vegans. (laughs) You're hundred percent right. Yeah. Like Sam cat. Exactly. Well, um, before we close out, I'm just going to ask if there is any more you want to add to your list. Um, if not, I mean, we're going to put your, Oh, also, I mean, please let people know where to follow you, find you, what to look for in the future for you. Also, all of this all will be in the description as well for the podcast, but yeah, shout that out. Thank you. Yeah. Again, thank you both so much for having me. Super fun chatting with you. I appreciate the opportunity. It's face and platform. Um, folks can find me on Instagram and almost every platform at Sam Cap Comedy. Cap is with a K. That's K as in kite, Sam Cap Comedy. Um, and I also have my own podcast on all streaming platforms, Sam We Are Podcast. Um, we talk about cannabis. We talk about veganism, Philly, a bunch of other cool things. We have a bunch of unique artists on. We've had a bunch of people in the cannabis world. You folks are going to have to come on. We've been trying to schedule. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Make it happen. Got to do a home at home. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to make it happen. Um, but yeah, we have had a lot of really cool people in the cannabis industry who have come on. Um, people like uh, Chelsea from Puffco. If anyone's familiar with Puffco, they're a, a cannabis uh, vaporizer company. Um, folks from Leafa, Keith Via, who, you know, founded Blue Moon, who now makes cannabis infused, non alcoholic beers. Just a lot mm. of really cool, unique guests. So, you can find that on all platforms and YouTube as well. And again, thank you both so much. Thank, thank you. you. This has been absolutely wonderful. Um, and yeah, everybody just stay tuned for more that LNE Studios has to offer and bring. You know, look up uh, late night hump.com, Studios.com. Find us. Yeah.